Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's 9.30 in 716. Here we go again. The race for NY27 is on. With all due respect to... Congressman Collins, he's done some good things in, in, in the past, but due to his legal uh, situation, uh, he is just not capable to fully exercise all that a congressman should be able to do. On a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being I'm in, and this is the announcement date, where are you right now? I'm a 5. Who is the best candidate, not just to win NY27, because I think almost any Republican can win NY27, but who is the best Republican to go into 2022 as an incumbent in a much different and much less favorable district? Who is that person? I'm Tim Wenger on 930 and 716. Seems like we just had an election for NY27, right? After all the legal drama facing Congressman Chris Collins and his indictment, there was questions whether he would run last time. All the GOP hopefuls, they lined up in waiting. And then, of course, Mr. Collins decided he would indeed run. He did, and he won. Now he's serving a term, technically and formally, but he's not serving on any committees. He votes and he travels the district. Now, fellow Republicans are again lining up, saying he can't represent the district, and they're starting to announce. I um, decided to, to do this announcement early because I think uh, uh, it's very important to pull together a, a campaign structure and, and gain momentum early on in this effort. First up, Republican New York State Senator Chris Jacobs. Uh, you know, last time uh, the Republicans almost lost this seat, and I think it's very important that we retain this seat in Republican control uh, to be a strong ally in the effort to support the, uh, President Trump and his efforts uh, and his agenda. So I think it's important to have a congressman that can advocate fully for the uh, 27th district here in western New York and for the country. And uh, with all due respect to Congressman Collins, he's done some good things in, in, in the past, but due to his legal uh, situation, uh, he is just not capable to fully exercise all that a congressman should be able to do to advocate for his region and to work in partnership with the president. Uh, right now, you know, he cannot even uh, participate in committees, uh, which is critical uh, in, 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 uh, in Congress. I see it here critical being in the Senate. So that is why I've decided to run on a personal level. I feel that um, my 30 years in professional life, I've done a variety of things that uh, give me the experience uh, to be an effective uh, congressman from owning my own business for the last 17 years to serving stints at uh, the local, uh, the, the county, uh, the federal level, and now the state level. Uh, so I think I can, I believe I can be a very impactful congressman for the 27th District here in western New York. Chris, uh, after you announced, several more names started surfacing as 
possible contenders as well on the Republican side. Uh, Michael Caputo mentioned yesterday on WBEN that he is seriously considering a run. We've mentioned uh, Stefan Mahailu. His name has come up before, and there are others, too. How messy or nasty of a race do you expect it to be on the Republican side? Well, I think that's up to uh, the candidates. I I don't necessarily view that as a bad thing. I've run for uh, office before, and every every campaign I've run, I've always had a competitive challenger uh, in a primary and also in the general election. I believe that's good. I think that the voters deserve choice, and I believe personally it helps you as a candidate hone your message, uh, uh, debate issues, and inevitably I think it, for the person that prevails, it actually helps them be a better public servant. So. Um, no one should feel entitled uh, to this seat, uh, even if you're in it. It's a two-year term. That's all the deal is. And once that term's over, everybody else is at equal footing to have a right for that ser- to serve in that seat. And that's always been my view, and that's how I'm approaching it. So I welcome uh, uh, a lot of these people I consider to be friends, a lot of capable people. So I, I welcome a robust, hopefully positive, issue-based primary to talk about the future of Western New York and the future of our country. Were you expecting some of the attacks that were already kind of uh, uh, thrown your way by Chris Collins uh, immediately on Friday? Uh, I, I, that, I was a little surprised. Uh, again, I, I think that no one should feel entitled to this seat, and uh, this is the term is ending. And uh, but it is what it is, and I'll I'll respond accordingly. And uh, I'm more focused on talking now to the voters throughout the district about my vision in terms of service, about my record of service, about my service as a Republican and a conservative uh, that I've run in the Republican conservative line every time uh, that I run for office, and I proudly carry that. Do you think Chris Collins will run again? I, I think it's very hard for Chris Collins to serve fully in this capacity. He's hampered right now. I, I don't know really what he does down in Washington because of not being able to serve on committees. Committees are so important in terms of vocalizing your view, uh, pushing through legislation, fighting against bad legislation. Uh, not able to do that is, is uh, you're really taking a, a good portion of your power uh, and your ability to serve your community. So uh, I just, uh, with all due respect to Mr. Collins, I think he's done good things in the past. I don't think he's capable to fully serve the interests of this district. That's why I'm doing it. We almost lost this district last time. Uh, We cannot lose it. We need to be an ally to Donald Trump, and that's why I'm coming out early and I'm aggressively uh, going to fight for this, uh, to serve in this district. Well, you knew that wouldn't last too long, right? Jacobs being all alone. Stefan Mihailo, the Republican Erie County Controller, has made no secret he'll be running. And out of the blue on WBEN's Hardline Show Sunday with David Bellavia, Michael Caputo, who spent the last couple of weeks filling in for Sandy Beach here on WBEN and also had a recent Oval Office visit with the president. Well, he says he's not ruling out a run himself. Well, there is only one way to get into a, a, a political race, and that is all in. And with both feet, both hands, and your entire family. And that's why c- candidates have to talk to their spouses and to their children and ask them if they're ready. You know, uh, when you run for political office, you get raked over the coals and you get people uh, trying to expose and lie, you know, expose and lie about you, et cetera. But, David, I've been through that for two years. I'm a completely vetted person by now. On a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being 
I'm in, and this is the announcement date. Where are you right now? I'm a five. Wow. That's, a, that's, that's actually a lot more than a two. Well, I mean, I've been a one or a negative one all of my life. Only time will tell with the potential Caputo candidacy. You know, not only has the 2020 presidential cycle been moved up into the first half of 2019, but apparently now the NY27 congressional cycle is in the first half of 2019. WBEN political contributor Carl Calabrese thinks things will be wide open as the NY27 race take shape. I, I can't remember a situation like this, but it is. I think it is going to be wide open. Remember this. Uh, Republicans really abhor primaries. Um, because of the minority party, they, they fear that having a primary can divide the party. If you go into a general election divided as a minority party, you're almost certain to lose. Democrats, it's more of their culture to have primaries, and because they enjoy such an overwhelming uh, voter enrollment advantage in Erie County, oftentimes they, can, they know that even with some divisions going into a general election, they can survive. In fact, in many seats, the election isn't in November at all. It's the primary, which is now in June. So for Republicans to have a primary against an incumbent member of Congress, very unusual. And I think you're going to see the floodgates open now, now that Chris Jacobs has been the first to be the first in line. You're going to see a whole bunch of other people decide, well, it's going to happen anyways. I want to be the first to be the second in line. There's got to be a sense of security, though, in that district, given how red it is and has been in the past, that you know people are maybe thinking, well, if I can get out of this primary, the general election should be pretty easy. Well, yes, but remember, Brian, the district will cease to exist as we know it after 2020. Um, now that the Democrats control all three branches of government in New York State and will command the reapportionment process following the 2020 census, I guarantee you what we know is District uh, 27 will cease to exist. Uh, It will be much less Republican. It may not be Republican at all. So what I've heard from certain Republican leaders is they're thinking the long game now. They're saying, okay, uh, who is the best candidate, not just to win NY27, because I think almost any Republican can win NY27, but who is the best Republican to go into 2022 as an incumbent in a much different and much less favorable district? Who is that person? That, that's also in play here. Carl, what about Chris Collins? Do you think he'll run? You know, we've got a lot of open questions here, Susan. Uh, first of all, that, that's the first one. Will Chris Collins run? Uh, secondly, what will the eight county Republican chairs who make up this district do when it comes endorsement time? Will they endorse Chris Collins if he says he's going to run? Will they endorse a challenger? Will they not endorse anybody and go into have an open primary and let everybody fight it out? That's an open question. Will Chris Collins run if he doesn't get the endorsement? Let's say he decides he's going to run. Will he do it with or without the endorsement? That's also an open question. Uh, So I think we just have to stay tuned until... Some of this stuff just kind of shakes out. Well, is that, I mean, given how far out we are right now, I mean, might uh, that question kind of be made up for Chris Collins because he's set to go on trial in February of 2020. That's well before a general election. Absolutely. Uh, Chris Collins' decision on running for re-election is, is going to be driven by what happens in his court case. If, if he is convicted next year, um, I believe he will be uh, precluded from running for re-election, and then and you've got an open field. But uh, if he's if he's acquitted... Again, all of those open questions will come into play. But we're having this discussion 
probably eight or nine months earlier than we would have in normal times. Yeah, we sure are. Okay, Chris Jacobs, what does he have working for him? Well, he's got a, a known name. Um, he's got a good record as a state senator. Um, he has the ability to uh, raise money and even self-fund a campaign with his own personal resources. And he's proven that he can attract Democrat votes and independent votes. And I think that's what's on the mind of some GOP leaders now, again, looking post-2020 into the 2022 race. What do you make of the attacks that have already been uh, slung Chris Jacobs' way by Chris Collins, um, you know, attacking his uh, conservative record, saying he doesn't stand with the president, things like that? Yeah, I'm not surprised. This is... This is going to be a Donnybrook if, if uh, we have an open primary or we have a, a, a primary uh, with or without Chris Collins in it. Uh, you've all already seen stuff on the Hilu issuing the same kind of criticisms and attacks against Jacobs. It, it signals that this is not going to be the traditional, you know, polite, gentleman-type Republican primary. It's, it's going to be a tough one, bare knuckles, gloves off. Um, be very interesting for folks in your business, let's say that. More, I'm sure much more. To come. That's 9.30 in 716. We're back tomorrow with another edition from the studios of WBEN Buffalo. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.